So Lisa, you know, I'm probably a retired zero dark 30 athlete that used to wake up at four and five o'clock in the morning. And now I don't. Um, what I do instead is waste my life away scrolling the exact thing that people say not to do at the beginning of a productive day, right? And I was scrolling through, actually, I didn't even get a chance to scroll because it popped up at the top of my timeline that there's this new thing that our mutual friend is launching that we didn't know about. Like, should we be like offended or what? Because I was like, I'm on what newsletter number two. And I feel like I'm behind because we have this friend that's launching triathlon-ish that we didn't know about. I, I felt left out, Lisa. And so, of course, I usually flood your inboxes and that's exactly what I did. I sent it over to you like, hey, did you know anything? Have you heard about this? And apparently you hadn't. So yeah, I felt some kind of way about just seeing this randomly in my timeline. Yeah, no, of course I hadn't heard about it because you are my, you're my educator when it comes to stuff that's happening on social media. I generally don't know anything that's happening until I get a text from you saying, hey, you should look at this. And then I do because I... Um, do scroll and waste my life on Instagram in particular, but apparently don't absorb any information when doing that. So um, we are super excited because Kelly Omar is here with us today and we are going to talk all about uh, her new endeavor and adventure triathlonish. I'm Dr. Shauna Payne-Gold and I go by she, her, her pronouns. And I'm Dr. Lisa Ingefield and I go by she, her, hers. Welcome to Unfazed, a podcast to disrupt your normal and challenge your brain to go the distance. I may be the first, but I know I won't be the last. Create a little club, do something. Just do something that's, if it's not there already, create it. Be the leader. If you can knock down that barrier and be the first, it makes it a lot easier for other people to come through without having to go through a lot of those things. Is women supporting women? So we not only have to support each other, but we have to decide that we're going to choose solidarity and act on it. The Outspoken Women in Endurance Sports Summit brings women together to build connections, increase and sustain women's leadership in the industry, and drive forward equity and inclusion. In the past, we focused on women in triathlon, but this year, we are expanding our scope and including all endurance sports with a key focus on business. Learn strategies to help you grow your own business, ways to build your influence and career in the endurance industry, and leave with a network of other women committed to helping you succeed. Join us at the Outspoken Summit from November 11th to November 13th in Tempe, Arizona. Visit OutspokenSummit.com or click the link in the show notes for more information and get your ticket today. That's OutspokenSummit.com. The Outspoken Summit. Build your brand, grow your influence, drive your impact. Whether you run, ride, hike, or swim, you understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build endurance, boost energy, and optimize your health for the long haul. 
Created by leading scientists in aging genetics and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. I love the meal recommendations that come with the analysis. It prompted me to add salmon into my meal rotations and I am loving it. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty. That's insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and then use the code feisty at checkout. Want to get more out of your rides this fall? Any old device can track distance, time, and pace, but how about the ability to see upcoming hills or points of interest along your route? The Hammerhead Kauru 2 helps you find your path forward and unlock your full potential on every ride. For a limited time, our listeners can get a free heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Hammerhead Kauru 2. Visit hammerhead.io right now and use promo code UNFAZED at the checkout to get yours today. I just think it's so cool that we have our own promo code, right? Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. The Kauru 2's touchscreen display is intuitive, responsive, and in full color. So your navigation experience is more like a smartphone than a GPS device. You'll see your data more clearly than ever, even in rugged conditions, since the screen is scratch resistant with anti-glare and water droplet rejection. And I will say, Shauna, that touchscreen is really responsive when I've used it, so I've been pretty oh, Awesome. Hammerhead's Caro 2 was named Bicycling Magazine Editor's Choice in GPS Cycling Computers for the past two years and continues to collect accolades throughout the sport. This is an exclusive limited time offer only for our podcast listeners. So don't forget to use promo code UNFAZED. That's a free heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Cairo 2. Go to hammerhead.io, add both items to your cart and use promo code UNFAZED today. So we have an amazing guest with us, and I'm so tickled that she's here because uh, not only did we have to figure out what three different time zones, because someone is in Kona while Lisa and I are watching the rain fall outside of our windows, right? Like super jealous. Um, but we're really happy to have our guest, Kelly O'Mara, who's here, former-ish, retired-ish, kind of, sort of pro triathlete, Right former editor-in-chief of Triathlete Magazine, founder of the newsletter Triathlon-ish that I discovered this week while wasting my life away. I'm like, hello, we need to get her on the podcast immediately, get up to speed on what her project is, and more so find out how we can continue to support her in this new endeavor. So welcome, Kelly. We're glad you're here. We're glad that you allowed us to interrupt uh, the paradise that you're in in Kona for a little bit, but we're glad you're here. I feel bad. I feel like I need to start by apologizing for not <laughs> texting you guys personally. We laid it on thick, didn't we, Kelly? We laid yeah. it on real thick. Yeah. Um, but we're so glad you're here. So tell us all about it. What's going on here? Because, you know, it sounds like you're in creative mode now, which is amazing. And I want to be in support of what you're creating. So tell us all about it. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I feel like if you're in our circles, triathlon-ish, you're like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. You mean ish, like kind of triathlon related, kind of not. Uh, I've had some non-triathletes feel like I don't get it. I don't understand what the name is. <laughs> but I think, um, I mean, I'm 
sure most of us will agree that we all kind of agree feel like there's this void especially in the u.s where there's just not i've been calling it like mainstream level coverage where you know sports center like let's argue about who's going to win about our sports it doesn't exist and it definitely doesn't exist outside the world of like forum trolls and like dude heavy message boards right like it doesn't exist for us and i keep saying me and my friends and someone was like what do you mean by me and my friends and i was like i mean anyone who's not a forum troll and not a total beginner i mean all of us in the middle and um so i just felt like that really didn't exist and i wanted to like bring it back start it and so we're starting with this newsletter i'm sending out a weekly newsletter and it's just me right now sending out this weekly newsletter that's triathlon ish things i think you should know about so far we've talked about the pto we've talked about kona uh we'll probably talk about kona again gotta break it to you this week um but it'll be you know things like that and then and then the plan is to kind of see what the response is see and what people what the what people what the people want uh we are gonna be bringing back a podcast and then add some other writers that fit our vibe fit that like no inspo porn no douchebags vibe that's our rule so okay i like that rule so <laughs> for those of folks who are not in the know what is inspo porn inspo porn uh it's the I mean obviously we all get very inspired by our sports I'm not saying that's like like I've also stood at the finish line at midnight and like cried right um but there is a point of view and angle that often can be taken on it that's very feels very manipulative it's very like let me parade these people and they're suffering or they're what they're overcoming or just to to be it's like a cynical view would be to get the clicks right but I think in a lot of cases people do genuinely want to be inspirational I just think you know there's other things other ways to tell those stories do you, do you think that that is a particular issue for women and of course folks with disabilities which I think we've talked about that before or do you think that's just an endurance sport or a sport problem I mean for sure in triathlon right like triathlon is built into our DNA, right? Like that's what we do. Everyone, the mo way most people see triathlon is the NBC special. And when I raced Kona as an age grouper, my husband was joking that people were like, what, you're not dying of cancer. How could you be racing? Like they didn't literally know that there was anybody between the pros and the people that are like the, the, the stories they show on NBC. Um, and, and so it's, it's like built into triathlon. And I actually think that's totally fine. Like, I don't like, I think that's great. I think telling all those stories is good there tends um, to be a little bit of that like heavy handed music, you know, on those things. And it is definitely more common with, I think there's a lot of money pouring into women's sports right now, a lot of money pouring into like women's sports coverage, not in the scheme of the world, but you know, there's money pouring in. Uh, but it tends to be in that vibe, right? It tends to be like, how can these women be inspiration? How can they show young girls what they're going to overcome um like uh, let me pick an example like alex morgan famous soccer like very very good soccer player right i love alex morgan alex morgan is great the u.s women's so the u.s women's soccer team's vibe probably up to like the last world cup was very much like marketing to young girls and so when alex morgan um played a drinking game at disneyland didn't like didn't get in trouble didn't cause any trouble. she just like played a drinking game with like that was a big problem for her sponsors you see what I'm saying here? So there's like this, like women's sports definitely tends to be tied to like, what, what are you overcoming? How can you shape the next generation? Um, we don't tend to accept people as much who are just kind of 
I mean, the polite way to say it, complicated figures. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, normal human beings, I suppose. Right. <laughs> well, we talked about the, this isn't sport related, but the, I forget which country, was it Finland, the Finnish prime minister she, uh, is a, identifies as a woman and she was out at a, having a fun with her friends at the birthday party and got like totally trashed in the media for drinking and how irresponsible, right? And then we didn't then run down the long list of um, male politicians. Boris Johnson, of course, would be on that list. Um, so yeah, that double standard exists. So is that one of the, you know, so h- how influential is that in your move away from Triathlete Mag and into this new space? Um, I mean, me personally, like, uh, the, the leaving, deciding to leave triathlete was a decision in and of itself for like a number of reasons. And then being like, okay, but I also, but I want, I know that there's a void. I know that that void exists and I don't feel like it's being served. And for, you know, also plenty of completely legitimate reasons, like triathletes, not necessarily the place to serve that void. Like they do what they do. They provide a lot of like how to get into triathlon content, how to do your first triathlon. Um, so like I decided I was going to leave and then I was like, what do we do next, Lisa? What, what now? Um, but I think we all knew and kind of felt that there was this, and you, how big that market is. I don't know. Like how, if there's money to be made there, I don't know. Like if it's, if there's, you know, there's a reason that really, really small high-end time trial bikes are hard to find for women. It's not enough of a market for manufacturers to make them, right? You know what I'm saying? I think that's like a valid analogy here. We're like, I don't, mm-hmm. those people exist. They're getting an unserved. Um, can we okay. do it in a way that is viable? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're making, you're making a lot of sense to me because as I'm thinking about, um, I have a number of friends who are, you know, think about my large network of non-white, non-male friends that are in triathlon, have been in triathlon for years And they still can't find certain things. You know, they can't find that kit that fits if you're a double D on top and you're small on bottom or, you know, the wetsuit that works for them, et cetera. And what's interesting is I'm seeing a number of them leave certain teams as ambassadors because Mm. of the very point that you're making is that they wanted to be part of the team. They wanted to have that camaraderie. They wanted to uh, compete against themselves and others on that level without being framed as inspiration porn Mm. and that was kind of the the struggle and so now you know a lot of my friends are leaving some of their teams because of that very reason and so that tells me that there's at least a good consensus group of folks that are there for that very message that we don't want to be inspiration porn and we don't want to be the story and we don't want to, you know, be the NBC special. Now, mind you, let me put my, my hypocritical caveat in there. If they put me on NBC, I would be on NBC. (laughs) That's my exact point. Right. Exactly. Would be on NBC if they put me on there. You know, that's actually how I even understood more of what triathlon was because they were telling the stories when you sit on the couch with your chips and you're crying and then you decide you're going to sign up and you're, you know, you're heavy and heavier than you want to be. Triathlon is nowhere in your view until you turn on NBC. Right. And so I get where people Um, get a spark of some sort, but the same people who usually are not white and male are tired of being those people. And that's why I think you may have a whole group of folks that are like, sign me up for that. Let's talk about what Kelly's talking about Um, because they don't want to be part of that group. They don't want to be the inspo porn. 
It's a, it may be a small group, but it is a passionate group for sure. I mean, you go out, I was at the pier today, uh, cause I'm in Kona guys. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you follow my Instagram, I'm in Kona. <laughs> say it again, say it again yeah. in case I so didn't I'm catch in it. Kona, yeah. And I was at the pier today and yeah, I mean, and the people who come up to me or I here, I was here with Sarah Gross, you know, for Feisty and the people who come up, it may not be like as like a huge number, but they are, they are so, they really care. Like they definitely want there to be. Mm-hmm. something for them so I actually think it I think you might be underestimating the appeal yeah. right like I think kind of the mainstream narrative mainstream sports media has perhaps led us to believe that it's a small number of folks because they are programming to the quote-unquote masses mm-hmm. you know when you think if you think about bell curve right the what we understand to be true is that all of these media outlets, whether print or TV or, or you know, radio are in the middle of the bell curve. And there's just this fringe on either side, but that's a story that's been sold to us, right? That is kind of self-serving to those middle of the road, mainstream vendors, so to speak. So you might find that the, the fringes aren't so fringe, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who run and bike and, you know, sw- well, not so many people swim, but there's a lot of people who do these things and they want to talk about it, right? Like, and they want to talk about it in a way like we, uh, you know, again, like I'm here with Sarah, I'm staying in the house with Sarah and the feisty girls. And we saw the Norwegians running by outside. And like, we had this huge long argument about their scientific training methods, right? That's like most women's, women's in quotes, sports media is not like covering, not like they're not going to dive into like, why do you think the Norwegians, you know, don't have as good a women's team? I think in some ways it's their, like the training they do. And in some ways it's like the social culture. And like, you see what, like, you see my point here? Like, I just, we are as capable of having that debate as any dude. Well, and, and I appreciate your point because, you know, part of me is like, yeah, you're exactly right. Because 99.9% of the time we're too busy trying to get any coverage at all. Thank goodness for Feisty and everyone else. And so to get any coverage, it, it's almost like this arc of development where it starts out as, okay, there's none, you know, they, they, they people assume there's none because there's no coverage. Right. Then we get a little bit of coverage and that coverage is so inspiring because it looks like they're the only ones out there, right? And then after we get through inspiring people, which we're tired of doing, then we get to let's get into the mechanics. Let's get into the data. Let's get into all the the numbers and the training methods that um, have usually been kind of squished into a male cookie cutter persona. Let's talk about our stuff mainstream in a way that doesn't require inspiration or if you don't opt into it, the heavy lifting of blatant kind of social justice issues because just existing is a social justice response. Like, you know, I always think about how women, we end up carrying like the double weight, like, oh, not only do you have to race Kelly, but then you have to fight the power for all the women that are there. It's like, why can't she just race if she wants to? That's more than enough for any human being to take on. And so what does it mean to just exist in such a way that challenges the status quo? And I think that's what, you know, your new branding can do is just exist without having to give the uh, the asterisk of, I'm here because bro culture sucks. Like, right. you just exist, you know? Uh, yeah, no, Sarah, I mean, to be clear, I am not covering things as a woman, to your point, right? I don't want to be exactly. like, as a woman, this is what I think. I just think this and I am correct and I am right because I am smart and I know what I'm talking about. It's nothing to do with, you know. So I think, I think there's, I think 
there is a degree of that missing um in our, not in general right like you have dudes on sports center arguing all of us women we can get out there and do it too yes i think that's exactly accurate many <laughs> many an argument i have had <laughs> i'm quite capable of that <laughs> um so you know you said that what you're doing right now is a newsletter it might grow the podcast will come back um so what are you doing in Kona? We, we're we recording this before the um, Ironman uh, World Championships. Um, so when you are listening to this, it will be over. But, you know, what's your plan? Um, what are you hoping to get out of your, your other than, you know, hanging out, drinking cocktails, right, right. or swim, other than that, what are you hoping to achieve? We'll no, be- that was, that's mostly it. Actually, oh, no. <laughs> okay. that's the goal. That's, that's the goal. The goal. Uh, no, I was, I did want to get the newsletter up and running before Kona because I wanted to um, come out and just like one, do a lot of this. Like I'm a lot of talking to people to be like, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what uh, somebody came up to me today and was like, oh, so you're writing a, tr- a triathlon gossip column. And I was like, sure. Yes, that's it. So like, I'm so, you know, I mean, there was a lot of explaining, a lot of meeting with people. And then also obviously like, I want to cover it. I want to, um, you know, report back, like do a newsletter after each of the races on like what it's like here on the ground. It's chaos here on the ground. Just so you know, like all of us on the ground, I, um, I was talking to Tim O'Donnell, like we're worried someone's gonna get hit by a car and killed. Like that's for sure the concern. It's too much chaos, um, which like, let's hope, like fingers crossed that this airs after, like that didn't happen. But I think there's something to like um, reporting from the ground, meeting lots of people, talking, talking to people. And then honestly, there's something to Kona this year after three years that like I was in St. George in May, I was in St. George last year. This is a lot higher density of all of triathlon coming in one place. After three years, I think there was like a a desire to all get back together, so. Yeah, but that there's a- There's a cost, it's a high a cost. cost. There's a negative side to that, right? <laughs> Cramming that small place with all those people, many of whom are pretty darn disrespectful to the environment. Yeah, there's something, I mean, I also, and this is like wild speculation, but like, I don't, this is not sustained. It's too many people this year. It's not, and it's not like too many people, like it's, it's me, there's people just like showing up and hanging out. No, it's like uh, double the number of athletes that it's ever been. It's 5,300 athletes and it's only ever been like 2,300. Oh um, my gosh. And all their stuff and, and all their people. All their people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a sense that like, not that this is last year because they're going to be back next year. And I'm not, I don't know anything. I'm not, but there's a sense that like, it just can't, they're going to, it's not going to last this way forever. So. Well, and, and part of me, well, I've been kind of paying attention to what's going on. Y'all know I'm just the social media town crier. I pay attention. <laughs> um, and what I've been paying attention to though, is that, you know, those Kona is, it, it reminds me very much of living here in the DMV area, in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, is that, you know, people see Washington, DC as this is the tourist attraction. You go to the Smithsonian, you go, no, people actually live here. How about that? They live here. This is our home, right? And the same thing I feel about Kona is that folks where it's their home, they're like enough already. Right. You know, it's it's already been disrespectful. Now we have double the amount of people and we're trying to preserve our environment. And, you know, is there really a rationale? Because I know, you know, for new sites to get a race there, they have to write a very, you know, a pretty extensive business plan as to what you're going to do to benefit the area. Well, does that even happen anymore for Kona? And can we see, uh, you know, a cost benefit 
at all, well, it may be beneficial to some and not others. And so I'm very concerned about the people who live there because I kind of experience that here in the DMV area all the time that people come to be tourists and then they just leave and they trash the place or what have you. Um, and I'm still wondering about that. But from what it's sounding like, you're you're saying that their time is is limited and and ticking away here, possibly. It feels like it. I mean, so the only other the other time when I raced it here, I uh, I house sat for a family friend on the other side of the island um, for like a month. And if you're here for a month, you kind of like everybody gets to know. You know what I mean? Like people like a month before, people are like you're doing the Ironman. That's amazing. Like two days before, they were like, "Get the fuck out of my parking spot." You know? So right, right. It, it changes, and so it was like really interesting at the time. But there still is an excitement, and for sure, there's still an excitement. It's the two day. It's the doubling it in the two day this year. Um, mm -hmm. it's just it's just too much for the local like they're just mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. a lot yeah they're like get out please yeah. get out yeah it was already too much to begin with but please get out now enough already um you've, you've helped I'm using air quotes y'all you've helped our economy enough please leave thank you very much I mean um, I did have a rough time for the last two years because yeah yeah I mean I I'd like yeah I don't know how mm -hmm. to we're on the West coast. So like you can fly to Hawaii fairly easily. So like I've come a lot of times and they had a rough time last two years. Cause even once they opened back up, it was still like, it was basically only Californians coming. Cause like, you, ah, know, gotcha. you know what I mean? And you had to like mm -hmm. do all these paperwork and they, they, I, they definitely are like are glad events are happening again, but like they maybe could have used a smaller event <laughs> to like ease back in. Look, they Kelly, they need the Ironman sprint over there. And that's it. Okay. They I'm not sure they were ready for two-day world championship because yeah, yeah, that is true. Well, and come to think of it, you know, the majority of my friends that have gone to Hawaii at all um over the last couple of years are military. You know, they're come they're military families and so forth. So you you've got a point there, the limited number of people that are coming in. So, but that makes complete sense. But I think it's perfect timing that you're kind of soft launch launching um, with Kona because this is the perfect place to talk about it, perfect time of year to talk about it because even if you were, you know, sitting on your couch eating, eating Cheez-Its like two weeks ago, everybody gets excited when it comes to Kona stuff. So that's really smart. Um, but I'm wondering too, we have a lot of listeners who are into endurance sport. And um, Lisa, the last time I checked our numbers, we were still overwhelmingly women as well, just happened to be. Um, right, right. So what can our listeners do to be supportive of this new uh, creative endeavor? Because I got lots of folks where I just put it on blast, like y'all need to go ahead and sign up, go ahead, just stop playing around. Um, so what can we do to be supportive of this? Because we want to make sure that this and your podcast and any Anything else you choose to roll out um, really has some momentum behind it, of course. Uh, uh, I love you, first off. Um, I did have somebody come up today and like wanted to buy a t-shirt for me. I was like, I'm not even selling to you. I'll give you a t-shirt. I will just give it to you. Um, right, right. Yeah. So definitely please sign up, triathlonish.com. Um, I'm using Substack right now, which if a lot of, as a background, which is a newsletter platform um, that you can build out with podcasts and video and other things. And so you can just sign up and Substack and it's free right now. I will be adding like a membership with like more in-depth interviews and that kind of things. Um, I also did uh, put up a merch store. This, I mean, it's, it's not, uh, not like extensive, let's say, but it's always great for people um, if you want to help. And honestly, like all of the, just like getting the word out, Shauna, like it's been just great, like seeing everybody be really excited. Um, and I, I, yes, there's definitely been an excitement for like our people, <laughs> like, we're here. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but you know, I think it's, it's fresh, meaning that, you know, endurance sport is not new to us. 
But, you know, Lisa and I have talked about this before on the podcast. You know, it's like who's telling the story frames the story, you know. And so, you know, there's a lot of folks and, you know, not to throw shade on any women or women's groups or organizations that have covered us beforehand. But now we want to kind of open up that lens and perspective to other people that are covering things. And so I just appreciate the tone because I was like, oh, this is no nonsense. I am down for this. Let's do it. Um, when I first read it. So I was really excited just to hear that type of voice um, just be present and unapologetic. So I'm down for it completely. I so unapologetic Lisa, is the word there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. It's like we're here and, you know, he- here we are and we're not to be deterred. And this is our voice and our lens on what was already happening that just needs to be amplified, which I love. So, um, but Lisa, look, I need to run on over here and add to my collection of mugs. (laughs) So Kelly, I moved and I think I gave away probably a hundred mugs. And so now I feel like, um, hello, I need to add to my collection. So I need to run over and get a mug. That's the first thing. Um, but then the the other thing I would say is, folks, everybody that follows us, please make sure you go onto the site. In fact, Lisa, I think we can drop it into the show notes to make sure people can just easily click and, and go uh, subscribe so that they can stay in the know on all the things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry for my silence. I'm having dog barking issues, so I'm trying to stay, <laughs> trying to stay muted. Um and are you on the socials or as triathlonish? No, no, not right now. No. I'm split. I mean, I know, whatever. We're not going to get into my feelings on social media, but I don't ever really want to make an Instagram reel. I'm going to see if I can hold out. It's fine. Yes, please, yes. please. Exactly. <laughs> I've never made one. I've never made one. I actually don't know how. So I'm fine with that. You know, I figured out how to do it a little bit with my kids stuff, but I feel like people are a little bit more forgiving when I'm just posting cute kids rather than trying to do something like uber professional. And so I just post them and, you know, hope that people will be forgiving. But uh, yeah, you do not have a social media mogul over here at all. So I completely understand where you're going with that. So, but Lisa, as we kind of wrap up, do we want to jump in? Because I think we already have a built-in hell nah, right? With bro culture. <laughs> yes, we do. Why don't, why don't you take the lead, Kelly, jump into this one? Yeah, please. Hell yeah. Hell no. Nah. We're saying hell no to bro culture. We are reclaiming it. I will tell you, uh, my husband actually says I'm like the female equivalent of a bro. And I'm just, and I'm like, that's fine. It's fine. That can exist. Uh-huh. That's cool. <laughs> Is, exactly. is that meant as a compliment or observation? Like, what, I don't know. What? I think it's just like, yeah, it's a fact. It's fine. <laughs> okay, it's... so down with bro culture, except <laughs> not the one that Kelly is kind of maybe. Exactly. Exactly. We need more of more of Kelly culture, right? I love that. But um, absolutely. So we're saying yeah. hell not a bro culture for sure. So we're down with that. Yeah. Um, but Lisa Kelly, I. I Anybody that's listened to our podcast before knows that we talked about Lizzo a few episodes ago where she did a really great job of a wonderful apology. Um, She had a song that had just dropped and um, it used uh, some ableist language that's really offensive. Um, And all she did, you know, with the power that she had, speaking of social media, using your powers for good, uh, she actually pulled the song issued an apology without explanation of saying, well, you know, I meant this and we didn't want to hear the bullshit and she knew it. And so she took it down, apologized, rewrote the lyrics and relaunched the entire song. 
as a result of that. And so we kind of talked a little bit about um, making sure that we're really clear on all the times we need to apologize for times when we mess up because we're gonna mess up constantly um, as we do this inclusive work. Well, something else that happened where now I think a lot of folks need to apologize to Lizzo um, is that I just found out about this as one of my friends was posting the, the most random thing, again, as I'm wasting my life on social media. Um, they posted a, um, a post from the Library of Congress where a certain political group here in the U.S. was upset um, that Lizzo was allowed to play James Madison's 200-year-old crystal flute, which is one of the um, items at the Library of Congress. Now, if you've been here to D.C. and been to the Library of Congress, they've got a bazillion artifacts there, right? I mean, you could really go see anything. And so it was interesting how everyone was in this uproar that Lizzo actually touched the president's 200-year-old crystal flute when no one had a problem when Yo-Yo Ma came and played the cello or, you know, it just got really interesting that people are pissed off that a classically trained flautist is playing a flute that happened to be owned by a white boy that used to run the country. Okay, fine, whatever, fine. Nobody was upset about that when it wasn't a black woman or it wasn't a woman. So I think all of that is fascinating. And so kudos to Lizzo for holding her own and kudos to the Library of Congress for diplomatically telling everybody to kiss their ass because they went down an entire role of very famous people who had also played other instruments and handled other artifacts at the Library of Congress. So Lizzo didn't need anybody to come to her rescue, but they definitely um, got the facts real clear. And so uh, hell yeah to the Library of Congress. And now I feel like I need to take a field trip. Okay. That, that's why I love it that the Library of Con Congress is throwing shade. I've seen that a few times, <laughs> like with some like kind of institution, you know, library, museum, something like on Twitter, like totally taking down the naysayers. It's been quite, quite satisfying. <laughs> Oh, yes. I mean, they completely destroyed people. So I was really excited about that. And I'm thinking to myself, I want to meet whoever is running the Library of Congress's social media because they like, it's kind of like that feeling where somebody cusses you out and you're not sure if they cussed you out. Like they really cuss people out <laughs> about this thing. And I was really happy that, you know, she didn't have to uh, come to her own defense on anything. They, they said in their post, many of you have been following a, along with Lizzo at LOC, Library of Congress. Uh, many of you were surprised that the library has a flute vault. We are the largest library in the world. And they go on and on about all the objects that they have and that uh, Lizzo is not the first, nor shall she be the last. So here we are. So I thought that was pretty cool. So maybe we should say hell yeah to Lizzo and the Library of Congress and hell nah to a certain political party that has a problem with her <laughs> playing a flute. Let's do that. Whether you're competing in a triathlon or swimming to challenge yourself, Orca has fit-for-purpose swimwear designed to meet your needs. Innovation has always been part of Orca's DNA, and when it came to the development of their new triathlon wetsuits, a wide range of skill levels and different types of triathletes were taken into account. Whether you're looking for maximum flexibility, maximum buoyancy, or somewhere in between, Orca wetsuits are designed to help you achieve better performance in the water. It is performance made simple. For 15% off all items at orca.com, use the code IRONWOMEN15.
It's race season in the Northern Hemisphere, and that means hard races, hard training sessions, and sore muscles are guaranteed. Luckily, the new Muscle and Mind Soak from TryHard effectively reduces muscle soreness while soothing dry and cracked skin. It provides an anti-stress remedy to fully relax and maximize recovery, leading to higher performance. The Epsom Dead Sea Salts in the Muscle and Mind Soak encourage the absorption of magnesium into the body to reduce muscle cramps, swelling, and joint tightness. It will also help you wind down and relax. So go ahead and use code STAYFEISTY20 for 20% off at tryhard.co. That's STAYFEISTY20 for 20% off at tryhard.co. Unfazed, a podcast produced by Feisty Media and supported by the Outspoken Summit. Edited and produced by the fabulous Millie Perry. Email us at info at unfazedpodcast.com and find us on social media at Try to Defy, at Dr. Gold Speaks, or at Outspoken Women and Try. I'm Lisa. I'm Shauna. Thanks for listening. Stay unfazed, folks. See you next time. <laughs>